Hello, and welcome to Words with Artist. And welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Words with Artist. And that was drumming with Yoshima. This week, we're enjoying a snippet of the annual Paoli Fest in Orange County, Indiana, and interviewing the Lost River Knitters and more. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so I'm here at Paoli Fest, and right now I am in the Lost Knitting and More tent. And who do I have with me? Debbie Turner, Janet Kennedy, Amy Kaufman. And these ladies are sitting here nicely, and they are all knitting. Are we knitting? Yes. That's what we're doing, some gorgeous things. And somebody said that knitting is not art. What do we have to say about that? It's not art. It's no, art. art. It's not art. Oh, it's all art. Oh, it's all art. It's absolutely all art. I think it's fine to say it's a craft. Art is art. Yeah. Yeah. It's all art. It's all art. So one of the big questions that I ask everybody whenever I do my interviews is, did you find the art or did it find me? So how did you become a knitter? What was your story? Oh, well, aunties. Aunties were knitting. and We'd be in a car someplace, and so then they felt like that was time to teach her how to knit. So that's how you learned. That's how I learned. So it found you. It found me. It found but me. then there was there was gaps. Like I would knit until something went wrong. First big sweater I made had all that curried yarn. I was like a ski sweater. And I, I was on a long bus trip and I, I made this. It was a beautiful sweater. But because I curried the yarn too tightly, it didn't fit. So I had to give it to my sister. So then I switched to crocheting, and I, I did quite a number of things that crocheted until I made a sweater for my husband of granny squares, and it was, a, it was lovely. It was kind of a denim blue. He couldn't put his arms down. So we gave it to his sister. But then in the last five, six, seven years, uh, I re- renewed my acquaintance with a high school friend who's become a master knitter. And she kind of kind of got steered me back into knitting and, and broadening my uh, approach to knitting. So that's been a really a fun thing. And, and also to go to... Uh, wool and fiber fairs and feel feel and see and immerse yourself in the color and uh, the texture of all the yarns and that's great that is fantastic yeah I love that I love it because there is so much more to it than just sitting there reading. Yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's, a, it's a whole feeling that goes with it the other thing is if you're a kind of distractible person or a picker no, also if I have to just sit for a while my hands have to get real buggy but if I could be doing something with my hands you know so you pick your project based on what needs your focus like I can't sit here today and work on something really intricate because I'd be tearing it right. entirely out, whereas this is simpler and I can do it while watching all the other wonderful things happening around me. That sounds wonderful. What about you? With my mom was a sewer. She sewed all our clothes. My grandmother did do it. Her heartfelt wish is that we would learn how to sew. We were totally resistant to it, so we never learned how. Broke her heart. We never learned how to crochet. But sometime as a teenager, I decided I liked knitting. 
and it's all about the texture. It's about touching it. Um, the fact that you, any of these crafts are about being able to touch. So now, whenever I get done with something woven or something knitting, knitted, I take it to my mom and go, see, I'm a worthwhile person. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to share? Sure. My mom taught me how to knit, but she wasn't a very good knitter. So I just learned, you know, knit and purl. And I would make like a scarf. I was definitely elementary school age. And then I didn't really knit again until college. And I started started spinning in France. They just, we were all assigned to um, do a craft with a master. So I had to resume my interest because I made my own yarn. And then I had a friend in college who was a avid knitter and I was I didn't want to knit because of the whole sizing issue that you yeah. mentioned but she would help me so I actually have a sweater I'd never show you guys that has tons of cables and different you know overs and oh it's just crazy that she helped me make in college and it's just as Amy said we would just sit around and gab and knit gap and that's what we do the lost knitters you know? yeah we Totally, Bob. And, and it sounds like it's so much, it's family and tradition, and that's how you all came to this craft. Yes. I, that's how you all came to it. But then once you have this craft, then you get another craft, and then you get another. It's it's kind of a long continuum of embroidery, doing embroidery, and all sorts of, so it's, it's just still tied to the fiber itself. So, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dusty. See, this is here we are at this time. Let me feel your. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this. I'm all these very tactile brown. Yeah, touch everything. Oh, yeah. That's Max. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll see you guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week. For more information on my podcast, please visit wordswithartist.blog. Also, for links to the artists and events discussed in this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. With that, I leave you with the music of Tyrone Cotton.
like a sleeping wall Splendidly she gleams, glowing dreams, lips pressed against my heart, glowing dreams, lips against my heart. Lips pressed against my heart. 